Welcome. This week we're going to learn Parshas Bahar. So Parshas Bahar starts with the Pasha of Shemitah. Goes through what you're supposed to do. The Shemitah, leave it, uh, leave it, So it tells you the whole patch of Shemitah, what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to leave everything uh, fallow. And then, at the end of seven Shemitahs, then you have Yoival. And that's Yoival. Okay. So we have Shemitah and we have Yoival. Now the Pasuk says like this. Even though you're not you're not uh, planting and you're not reaping, but you'll you'll be chaltel nasaiva. You'll have you'll have food. You'll be you'll have food. If you say man noichal bashan ashvias, you're going to say what are we going to eat on the seventh year? We didn't plant. We didn't harvest. So what are we going to eat? I'll give you a big bracha. On the sixth year, you get a triple harvest. And then you plant the Shona Shminas, and you're going to eat Vachaltum and Atfua Yoshon Adashon Atshvias to the ninth year. You're going to be able to eat until the ninth year. So Rashi says like this. What are the three years? The harvest and of the sixth year, part of the sixth year, and for the entire seventh year, what does the Shminas mean? The beginning of the Shminas. So, in the, in the beginning of the uh, you're going to have enough in the beginning of the, of the, of the eighth year. So that's how you have three years. Achon Achiyas, what's the ninth year? At Chagas Sukkot Shel that the Sukkot, the beginning of the from from the beginning of the ninth year until the following Sukkot, you're going to have, and then you're going to be able to eat from the harvest of the eighth year. But the, for, when the harvest of the sixth year is going to go for the part of the sixth year, the seventh year, and the eighth year, the beginning of the eighth year, and also until the beginning of the ninth year. So how does the, how does the ninth year come in here? Mefarshim want to know what is it's like a steer in the two Rashi's. What has to go to the ninth year? So there's a well-known vart from Neumali Melech, that he says this in the name of his brother, the Rebbe of Zisha. He says that the Torah doesn't have extra words. So why does the Torah say, You're going to say, what are we, we going to eat? 
uh, we didn't plant, we didn't harvest. That's where you should start. The Banshem should tell you that in the sixth year, I'm going to give you a triple harvest and you'll have enough for the end of the sixth year, you have enough for the seventh year, you have enough for the beginning of the eighth year. That's where it should start. Why are you telling us a story? You're going to come and you're going to say, we don't have what to eat, what's going to be? What's the purpose of this? So, so he says like this. He says that really, what the Banshem tells you to make Shemitah you should have betochen. You should have betochen. What are you going to eat? We don't know. The Rabbi is going to make sure that we're not, not going to go hungry. Rashi says before, v'achaltem la'soiva, Rashi says, av betochem me'ayim tehei bracha. And you're going to eat kimo, you eat a little bit, and that is going to provide you with a lot of nourishment. That's what it's going to be, right? Um, that's the Banshom could make sure that you have what to eat without giving you another harvest. That will provide you sustenance. Why do you have to go and, uh, you know, schlep and harvest and everything? The Banshom will make sure you'll have what to eat. You can sit and learn. You can do whatever you do, do mitzvahs. You know, take care of the family. Whatever you're going to do. You have to be busy with a harvest. Banshom says, don't do a harvest. And you won't be hungry. But, you're not going to have betochen. If you're going to say, what are we going to eat? Then the Rabbani Shom will give you the bracha. In other words, if you're not going to say this, if, this is what Revelation says, if you're not going to say manoichal, then you won't have a triple bracha. You're just going to be, you'll have what to eat. You're not going to need it. But if you're going to come along and you're going to say, what are we going to eat? There's nothing to eat. Then the Rabbani says, okay, fine. You don't have what to eat. I'll give you a triple a triple." A triple harvest on the shishas. So it means that this bracha is not an integral part of shviyas. The, the, the etzim parsh of shviyas does not have this bracha in it. There's no need for this bracha. This bracha is only needed if you come and you come with a, with a, a saying, you know, what are we going to eat? You don't have betachen. Then, then the bunch will make a special bracha for you. Otherwise, Shviz does not entail this bracha. And Bemison is Maduik in the Psukim. Because the Parsha tells you, first it tells you Shviz, then it tells you the Parsha of Yavol, and then it says this Tzivisiyaz Brachosi. It should have been right at the beginning when it tells you the Parsha of right away. The Pasuk should have said that you, you should make Shemitah and leave your land fallow, and I'm going to give you a bracha for three years. No, it goes on, okay, Shemitah's finished, we go on to Yovel, and then, after the whole thing is over, then it says, like this, in the Seder of the Pesukim. So why, if you, if you, if you're a if you don't have Betachen, why does Rabbi Shalom give you this bracha? So, you know, like if a person doesn't have betochen and he says, uh, if I keep my store closed on Shabbos, so I'm, gonna keep, I'm, aware, I'm not going to have parnosa. So there's no bracha anywhere that says that you're going to make double the amount of money on Friday. It doesn't say anywhere such a thing. Not in the Pesukim, not in Chazal. It doesn't say that Friday you'll make, you'll have double, the, double on Friday. Unless you're selling a bakery, then you make double on Friday. <laughs> Otherwise... You don't make double on Friday. Why not? Because you're supposed to have betochen. 
So the have betachem calls you calls you store for Shabbos. However, that that you can you can demand it from a person, but to tell a person to leave his his land fallow for an entire year, that is demanding a lot. So really, you should have betachem, but if you don't have that kind of betachen, the Rebbein is not going to punish you for that. If you don't have that kind of betachen, so then the Rebbein says, okay, fine, I'll give you, I'll give you a bracha for three years. But the, but the whole point of this bracha of three years is because you don't have betachen. That's why. So the Rebbein says, I'm going to give you tvua for three years. The end of the sixth, the seventh, beginning of the eighth. However, since you don't have betachen, you will be eating that until the ninth year. You will not allow yourself to eat what you have because you're a person without betachem. Therefore, you will still have leftover. You're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna want to eat it. You're gonna eat it, but you'll still have enough leftover till the beginning of the ninth year because you have no betachem. That's what he's saying over here. Okay, let's uh, a little bit further in the parsha. So the Pasha is talking about the Imach. Your brother uh, becomes poor, becomes impoverished. The Nimkalach and he sells himself to you. So Oved. He says, Don't work very hard with him. We know from backbreaking work. Don't work with him backbreaking work. You're going to say once we raise Molikacha, Rashi explains. But what does Lysir Dubai Beforech mean? Rashi says, Lysir Dubai Beforech, Melocha Shloy Lutsoyrech Kadela Noisoy. You give him jobs that are not needed just to make it hard for him. Don't tell him, warm up this water for me, and you don't need it. So he goes ahead, he warms up the water, and he brings it to you, and you just leave it there, you don't drink it. That's called Avedas Parach. So how do you know if I need it or not? So therefore, you shouldn't desolate serve the before. The Rambam, Rambam learns a little bit different. What's, the, what's considered Avodah's Parach? give him a job that there's no end, there's no point where the job is finished. He wants to make him work. So you don't know when he's going to come. If he tells him to go work on the vineyard, let's say until the, you finish your work, that's a kitzvah. But tell him, till I come, you don't know when he's going to come, so there's no kitzvah. So that's called Avaidus Parach. So the question is, what, what is the Torah telling you over here? So what are you, why are you doing this? You're doing this, I think this is, this is Pashat, but the, the, are you doing this because um, you want to you be Messiah him? You want to you start up with him? Say, no, this is for him. 
over here. What's the reason over here? Why does the Torah tell you that you, that you shouldn't do this? So, the word parach, the word parach means to break. Parach means to break. You know, Avadis parach means back-breaking work. But the work that they did in Mitzrayim, Avadis parach, that was very hard work. They schlepped stones or whatever they did, and that was, it broke their backs. It was, it was very difficult physical labor. This Avadis parach is something else. This Avadis parach is because you want to break his spirit. He is a free man, and now he's an Eved. So, oh, it says over here also, are you going to say, you're going to say, um, so who's going to serve me? So it says, oh, you tell me, so who's going to serve me? So he said, get, 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 take those avodim from, from the goyim. So what do you mean? Who's going to serve me? <coughs> Why can't he serve you? Just don't give him things that are useless. What does it mean? Who's going to serve me? Now, the, the, what he's saying over here is that the person who has an evid wants him to be in servitude. He wants him to be an evid. He wants to be. He should be mevatel himself. He should have completely mevatel himself to the to the odin. And whatever he tells him, he does. No questions. Nothing. He wants to break his spirit. He's a human being, he has, his spirit is free, so he wants to break his spirit that he, should be, that he should be completely... In other words, when he wants something, he doesn't have a baldover. When he wants something from his evid, he wants to be automatic, like it's a robot, you know? I need something, I press the button, he does it. So you need that the evid should be the same way. You want him to be automatic. You don't want to have to contend with him, you don't want to talk to him, you don't want him to ask you a question, you don't want anything. I said... Absolute obedience, that's what I want. So to, have to do that, you have to break his spirit. How do you do that's That's the Beforeach. How do you break his spirit? You have him do things which are uh, totally unnecessary. You have him do things that he just doesn't know when he's going to finish. Just continue. These type of things break his spirit. So then he will, so then he will be a true ever to you. He will do exactly what you want. So he's saying, so you're not allowed to do this. He's a yid. You're not allowed to break his spirit. You can work with him, but you're not lighter than the Befarach. You're not allowed to break his spirit. Then you're going to say, so who's going to serve me? What is it who's going to serve me? Who's going to be a true Evid to me? I want an Evid who's going to really serve me. And, and, you know, like, automatic. So, so the Pasuk says, If you want that, get an Evid Knani. An Evid Knani, you could make him a true Evid. You could break his spirit, you could do whatever you want. You could, be, you could, you could make him into a true Evid that he'll do your beck and call right away, immediately. No, no questions asked. But to come to an Evid Ivri, a Yisrael, you cannot break his spirit. That's what the Torah is saying. Now, now later it says so like this, Kisasik, Yad Ger V'Toshav Yimach. A Ger, a Toshav, he's a guy. he's living here, he's a Ger Toshav, he's really a guy. He's living in Eretz Yisrael. Umach Achich and and your brother is going to come poor, and then sell himself to the Ger, to the Ger Toshav. Ger Toshav So then you have to be, you have to beguile them. So Rashi says like this, so what is me imach? What is me imach? A gervatoisha becomes wealthy. Imach with you. Mi gorim loishi yashir. 
What, how come this Gertoshev became rich? Because he was Meschaber to Klal Yisrael, so that's his government to become rich. It says, your brother will become poor with him. Why did he become poor? Because if he, be, he became poor, why did he sell himself to the guy? Because obviously before he was already had a shaykhaz to this guy. They, they were uh, buddies or something. And he learned from him. And he, and, and he did Averis. So that's why he became poor. And now he sold himself to the guy. So therefore you have to be him. So Rashi is explaining the passing is being like in the Psukim, Imai. Imai, he became poor because he was he was associated himself with this guy. So why is over here the Pasuk telling you why he became poor? Why doesn't the Pasuk ask you before? Why doesn't the Pasuk explain? Why did he get poor? Why did he get poor? Or before why doesn't it say over there also? Why is he, why is he poor? Terence says it's not a kasha why is he poor. That's the kasha, the age-old kasha of tzaddik v'raloi, rosh v'toivloi. Sometimes the, the, you know, the tzaddikim prosper and the rishoyim, the tzaddikim suffer and the rishoyim prosper. Sometimes fakert. It's a question. We don't know. We're makabal. The Gemara deals with it. The Baltus Forum deal with it. But... It's the way of the world, you know, something could be a tzaddik v'raloi. So maybe this person became poor because he's a tzaddik v'raloi. So we don't have a question why a person becomes poor. If we see a person becomes poor, he becomes poor. That's what happened. You have a question on the Rabbani Shlodim. Why did he make him poor? You can't ask that question. That's the way it is. Tzaddik, that's the way it is. It says, Psukim you know, you can't ask. This is how it is. This is how the world is. You want to know why? Maybe someday... You go to Mammoth, you'll find out why, or maybe just there should be Bechira, whatever the reasons are. However, if a Yid sells himself to a guy, that is a Chil Hashem. That's a Chil Hashem. So, why did the Rabban Shalom make a Chil Hashem? If a Yid becomes poor and he sells himself to a Yid, that's not a Chil Hashem. It's just a person who fell on hard times, he sold himself to a Yid, and that was his, that was his, uh, his fortune that, that he lost his money, became poor, he sold himself to a Yid. There's no Chil Hashem involved in that. It's just the way of the world. But if a Yid becomes poor and he sells himself to a guy, that's a Chil Hashem. And then we have a question, why did the Rabban Hashem allow this Chil Hashem to happen? And that's what we say, Imai, because he associated himself with the guy, therefore he lamed myself, and therefore he sold himself. Thank you very much. I hope to see you again next week.